This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. On today's show, we don't talk about football from the weekend. Sort of. Really. Welcome to Bar Reports. <laughs> I like the note of question in the voice there. You you are still welcome here. It's just we're not sure we've got that much to talk about because we haven't <laughs> played a game. So like, who cares really? Some games happened. Some of them might have helped us. Some of them might not. Eh. That might be a better opening than what I just did. Anyway, hello, hello, you fine people. Uh, welcome to Barrapods. My name is Nate. I'm the host. Um, with me today is. Patrice Jackson. Coming in stealthy early. All the different um all the different uh continental pronunciations of potential pronunciations of your name there. Patrice I like it. Jackson. Nonsense. Um how are you? Yeah, I'm alright. I'm alright. I'm uh, a little bit fatigued from last night's NFL, but that's entirely my own fault, so I'm not complaining. I'm just full disclosure. If I sound sleepy, I am sleepy. I've had three hours sleep. Hey, let's take the piss out of them for a minute. Stefan Diggs is rubbish, isn't he? Apparently. Apparently he's bad enough. This should be safe for tomorrow's show, but we'll say it anyway. Apparently he's bad (laughs) enough for people to say, oh yeah, missing Gabe Davis was the the biggest miss. No, he wasn't. Gabe Davis had like three good games all season. What was their biggest miss was all of their linebackers and some of their secondary. Uh, You're listening to the Long Snapper podcast. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, uh, so uh, uh, did anything happen this weekend, Pat? Well, we annoyed a lot of people, but we they're did. mostly annoyed by winter and the infrastructure <laughs> of smaller clubs in the pyramids. And, <clears throat> the concept know. of winter really rattled some Northerners, which you'd have thought they'd, they'd be pretty fucking used to it by now, wouldn't you? Mm, I mean, you know, we were notoriously the only game postponed this weekend, so uh, it's obviously yeah. all our fault entirely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've just seen uh, uh, somebody else rattled on Twitter by uh, Jim, who said Sheffield and Barnsley hardly qualify as Yorkshire anyway. Um <laughs> North that guy Northern, clearly so can't recognise a joke when he sees one. I, think, I mean, look, Carlisle fans, the Cheltenham game was postponed. That's the worst year. Yeah. Although maybe they got a bit more notification than three o'clock, sorry, one o'clock they, in the they afternoon, did, which they, is leaving it a they, little bit late. Yeah, they did get a notification. They did get the game postponed the day before, to be fair. Okay, that's better, yeah. But there have been some people that are going, going overnight that still made the journey. True, true. And I I'll, assume... I'll, I'll, I'll say this, your complaints about having to travel to Stevenage 
and then not get to see a game hold a lot more weight if you don't make them from hitching. Yeah. <laughs> absolute, absolute nonsense. Um, I was I was ready to have a massive rant about them and about how pathetic they were coming for the club and crying about no there being no undersoil heating, you know, at, at a cost of what's probably pushing a million pounds and to install because you have to, you know, you have to completely not just dig up the pitch, you have to completely and utterly remove the foundations mm-hmm. to to install everything you need to and then rebuild from the ground up. It's not easy. So it's an easy approaching a million pounds. And then it's like 10K, up to like 10K a day to run it. Like yeah, a day. 10,000 pounds a day. No. It would cost more to maintain it than we'd get from the one game every three years it allowed us to put on that we wouldn't ordinarily otherwise be able to put on. So mm-hmm. I can understand why we're not getting it. It's absolutely not worth paying for. Not a chance. If we have one game a rearranged a season at home because of the weather, it's absolutely not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also particularly like the Carlisle fans giving us shit because uh, literally last last year they cancelled a game at 12 o'clock. It's not, when you're Carlisle, it's not better than Stevenage cancelling <laughs> a game at 1pm. Anyway. Oh dear. Anyway, yeah. so... Um, should we look at what happens around the league? Yes, let's. Cool. I don't have it ready, do you? <laughs> I do, yes. Peter. You do it then. I will. Oxford United versus Northampton Town. Match postponed. Peterborough 2, Shrewsbury 1. Wigan Athletic 1, Reading 0. But kudos to Reading for managing to fulfil a fixture. Cheltenham versus Carlisle United. Match postponed. Burton Albion 2, Charlton 0. Port Vale versus Wickham, match postponed. Stevenage versus Barnsley, we've already talked about it. Bristol Rovers 1, Blackpool 2. Fleetwood 0, Portsmouth 1. You'd be forgiven for thinking the 0 was part of Fleetwood's name at this point. Leighton Orient <laughs> 1, Bolton 0. Lincoln City 0, Derby County 0. And Exeter City nil, Cambridge United nil. Doing your best, uh, Tim Gudgeon there. I-, I was trying to be James Alexander Gordon, but I was a little bit too chirpy, I think. Uh, wasn't he Scottish? Maybe. Yeah. Good question. I, I, he was Scottish. I don't know... If he specifically had a uh, Scottish accent, though, on the uh, on the classifieds, um, I'm I I know Tim Gudgeon from doing it more than James Gordon, but whatever. It was good. As soon as you started doing it, I was like, I know what he's doing. <laughs> something I always think, it's always something that I'm like, I should do that, and then I never do, and then I'm always like, ah. Oh, I should have done that. Um, so yeah, so those are the those are the um, the fixtures from last Saturday. Um, nothing really, no no surprising results are there, uh, except for like you said, Reading actually fulfilling a ninety minutes. Um, oh, Lincoln holding Derby to a nil nil uh, is a good result for them. 
the late Orient resurgence continues. It does, yeah. It, it, it was a good win against Bolton as well. Bolton apparently battered them for 90 minutes. Um, Exeter nil, Cambridge nil is the most Exeter versus Cambridge result you're ever going to see. Um, <laughs> Burton got a really good win, actually, against uh, Charlton. Um, yeah, I didn't. I hadn't realised Charlton were that far down the table. They're right next to each other in the table now, and Burton just passed them. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Charlton struggling. Charlton are having an absolute western, aren't they? Mm, um, mm. Tough times there. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> seeing as we kind of kind of poised just passed, but kind of poised around the midway point of the season. Um, we thought it would be we is a stretch. Okay, I thought <laughs> it would be a, I thought it'd be quite a good idea to compare, um, especially seeing as we haven't got a fucking game to talk about. Compare our um, preseason predictions um, against the actual the actual uh, table and see uh, see how many we've got. Right. Close. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. I didn't want to do this in the first place, and now I never want to think yeah. about it again, and now we're thinking about it again. I love it. Yeah. We're going to do it every season as well, Pat. Like, this isn't something I, that we're going to do. I'm resigned to it. It's fine. It's fine. I know you enjoy <laughs> it, and I enjoy seeing you happy. So I'm fine with it. I'll, I'll put it out there. <laughs> I don't even know necessarily that I enjoy it. Um, I, it makes me laugh. That's that's about the be all and the end all of it. Um, so, so if if people are familiar with our process, process, I predict I predict process. I predict the league table. You predict the league table. We average out the positions, and then you know I do some nonsense with uh, maths to figure out decent tie break or tie break because obviously there are going to be a few teams that are end up with the same average position. Uh, that gives us gives us a nice ordered league table. Um, mm-hmm. That the first time we did this represented what two thirds of the uh, two thirds of the show thought was going to happen, but now it represents less than half. So um, <laughs> it's hard getting people involved in guessing games. It is. I think we'll. I think we'll get be able to get Greg involved next year, and I think Ben might take part as well. So we might have, you know, actually some more, educated opinion in there as well. Actual, like. A, actual, like, you know, some good data, some good data to really throw at this nonsense. Basically, <laughs> so coming in bottom, I had Cambridge United, and you had Fleetwood. Yeah, uh, but cumulatively. Because we both put Port Vale uh, 23rd, we had Port Vale in 24th position in the table overall. Um, So they're 18th at the moment, so they're only 12 points off the bottom. So it's not, they're not miles. They're not miles clear, but I'm going to say that's pretty safe that we got that one nice and wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Next up, we had Cambridge United. Um, they're 14th at the moment, so that was really, really poor. Um, then I had Cheltenham in 22nd. You had Wigan in 22nd. Um, and we, we've we got Cheltenham in 22nd overall, and that's where Cheltenham are at the moment, 22nd. 
I think I basically had Wigan and Reading the wrong way around in terms of who would get out of their financial predicament and sort their shit out. Because I had Reading in 13th, which is yes. exactly where Wigan are. And uh, <laughs> Reading in where? Uh, it's Wigan in 22nd and Reading in 21st. So, eh, right yeah. line of thinking, wrong coin flip. Yeah, so as you said, um, Reading in 21st. We had Wigan overall in 20, 21st. Uh, you had them 22nd. Um, I've got Wigan in 17th. Um, so, yeah, we, we're a little way out on that. Um, but Wigan... You can punish same. us for that on the weekend. <laughs> um, I had Reading in 20th, so I'm not all far off of that. You've got Cambridge in 20th, and overall we've got Fleetwood in 20th. And obviously Fleetwood are bottom and sinking without a trace. So uh, oh, Yeah, one of us is right Again, we've got... Um, you were. You were right about that. Um, <laughs> we've got... Um, we're not far away with many of these, to be honest. Port Vale was a bit of a, a bit of a wild one, and uh, Wigan too. But the other, the other three so far, not too bad. Um, so uh, we we both put Shrewsbury in nineteenth. Um, so they averaged out a nineteenth. Shrewsbury are in nineteenth. Hey, so that's good, isn't it? That's um, that's nice. Yeah, pleased with that from uh, that's nice absolute random guesswork. <laughs> no, it's fact. It's 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 data driven nonsense. Um, we've got Carlisle in eighteenth. They're currently twenty third. So uh, we gave them more of the benefit than they deserve. Mm. Um, we then had Reading in seventeenth. Um, mostly my fault. As we said, they're down in twenty first. Um, uh, I had Reading. Oh, twentieth. Yeah, it's what it is. Um, then. Um, I had Northampton in 16th. Uh, you had Carlisle in 16th. He averages Northampton 16th. That's currently Charlton Athletic. Northampton are 10th um, after they started a bit, bit a bit dodgy, but they've had a good run under uh, Brady um, and they've climbed the table quite well. Um, then we've got Exeter in 15th. Um, they're currently down in 20th. Um, so again, we were a little bit up higher, higher on them than we should have been. You must have been pretty high in them then because I had them 21st. Uh, Exeter. Uh, oh, yeah, I had an eighth. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, <clears throat> Lofty, boozy. Um, <laughs> then we've got then we've got Bert and Albion in fourteenth. They're currently fifteenth. They're not not awful. Uh, then we've got Oxford Oxford United in thirteenth. Um, they're sixth at the moment. Wow, I had them down in seventeenth again. That's mostly me. You had them seventeenth. I had them ninth. So. Um, then we've got Stevenage um, in 12th. Uh, Try not to get overexcited. See, that's the thing. And we're, we're only five points, five places out at the moment. You know, in 12th at the moment, that's Bristol Rovers with 34 points. So we're 12 points down on ourselves, which, you know, four wins. It's mm. pretty bad, actually, isn't it? Um, yeah. Then we've got Orient in 11th. Uh, they're currently 9th. Um, I had Orient down in 14th, but you put them in a lofty ninth. Well, um, an accurate ninth, in fact. An accurate ninth, an accurate ninth. yeah. Look, I still think it's lofty. They'll fall away. Um, then we've got Bristol Rovers in 10th. We're currently 12th. Um, then, for some reason, we've got Wickham Wanderers in 9th. Um, they're down in 17th at the moment. You had them at 8th, Pat. Yep. 
I mean, you can't have been that far off if we got them as an 12, average in nine. 12, uh, okay. 12, yeah. I was definitely um, worse on that one, it's fair to say. <laughs> um, then we've got Lincoln City um, in eighth. Uh, you had Wickham, I had Exeter. So we were really, really wrong on that. Uh, Lincoln are currently 11th. Um, in seventh, um, obviously, Stevenage. Uh, we've got Charlton Athletic. Um because you've put you've got Charlton in fifth and I've got them tenth and they're yep. all the way down in sixteenth. So uh we've been I ruined we've it for boo- us. Yeah, we've proper boozed ourselves out of that one. Um we've got Portsmouth next. Obviously they're top of the table at the moment. Um you had them sixth, I had them fifth. Um then we've got Peterborough in fifth. Uh I had Peterborough sixth and you had them third. Obviously they're second at the moment, so again. We're not too far off on it. We've got Bolton in fourth. Bolton are fourth. Um, you put Bolton in fourth. I had them third. Um, then we've got Barnsley. Um, I had Barnsley top. You had them seventh. Barnsley are currently fifth. Um, then we've got Blackpool. Um, you put them second. I put them fourth. Uh, they're currently they're currently down in eighth, and they're just. They're only a, they're a point off of us, but we've got two games in hand on them. Um, so I, you know, I'd rather have the points on the board, but they they they've got a little they've got a seven point gap to uh, Orient, who are chasing. Uh, uh, Orient do have a game in hand, but you know if we can if we can win that game against um, admittedly Barnsley and Cambridge, if we can get those two wins, that puts us in there gives us a nice chunk chunk of a gap below us to Barnsley at uh, Blackpool. And then we've got Derby County first. I had them second, you had them first. So only two out of 24, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's a lot less embarrassing than I was expecting for the most part. A lot of there's, close. We've got most people in the right ballpark. Yeah, I mean, there's an awful lot of near misses, near misses, isn't there? Yeah. Um, We've got a couple of couple of teams that we're one or two out. A couple of we've got a lot that we're only like sort of four or five out, and then we've got a couple that we're really we're really really out on. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that. Um, right, Pat, I'm going to come to you um, to you now, and you're going to take us through a little bit of football news. Football news. Let's have a look at some signings about the place. Derby have signed Charlton's Blackett Taylor on loan. It's always a bit weird when clubs go for loan players within the division, whether it's like he doesn't fit well, whether it's a financial thing that Charlton aren't to offload an experienced uh, player at this level off their books. Because I think Blackett Taylor's a fairly well-known name around um, the leagues these days. So. Mm-hmm. Be interesting to see how that shakes out, but I think it's probably a better sign for Derby than it is for Charlton at this point. Uh, Charlton have signed a goalkeeper in Ward to bolster their ranks, and uh, as of we will come on to that, I'm sure. Charlton have signed experienced midfielder Harrop. Doncaster have signed a winger from Lincoln, and again, that's a sort of the uh, sort of interleague move you don't necessarily expect in the transfer window, which tells you about the relative directions of those two clubs, maybe. Um, and the only other bit of news was um, Shrewsbury sacked Matty Taylor 
um, after their weekend result and a general poor run of form around the end of the season, yeah, really, the end really of the year, which is bad news for them. And uh, obviously just shows how tough it is for you to uh, get your fledgling managerial career off the ground despite a fairly lofty playing career, certainly above the level he's now managing at. It's a, it's a tough gig there. And yeah, we touched on it in the uh, summary of the games from the weekend. The uh, Reading pitch invasion, the fans group has said they won't repeat that, which uh, is probably sensible. I think you've made your point. You've got a fixture cancel, which is a fairly major event. I'm sure there'll mm-hmm. be some follow-up sanctions after that. And it's uh, just a real stake in the ground about how seriously take, they take the problems with the uh, ownership situation of that club. And I, I don't envy them at all. Like As a fan, you no. know what you're doing there is damaging the club and it's the last thing you want to do, but you can only take that sort of action if you think it's, you know, a cut to uh, prevent a much larger damage to the club. It's uh, a horrible thing to see a fan base going through. Yeah, it's um, it, it's a pretty horrible circumstance down at Reading and um, it's always seeing these kind of things go on at other clubs just makes you me, as much as we have a lot... We've had a lot of complaints about how things have been run at times here. Um, there's not much more we could want from a, from an owner as somebody who runs us in a sustainable manner, right? It, it feels as well balanced as it could be to my eyes. Like There's always going to be niggles when you have to stretch yourself as much as we have, but it feels like we're trying to do it in a in the right way within our means and you know if you can't stretch you can't stretch you have to be sensible and when you do see clubs overstretch you see what can happen to them we've seen it with Bury and we'll see it again no doubt so you've got to live within your means and not reach for the moon and uh, and miss it and end up nowhere yeah yeah Exactly. Uh, right, we're going to get on to uh, Wigan Athletic. Uh, that's that's where we go Saturday. Um, hang on. No, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they've you're got, right. They've, they've got Wickham on Tuesday first, but we do go there on, um, on Saturday. Uh, they're currently in, uh, I guess, 13th? middling. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say, going to say middling kind of form. Um, I've lost them in the form table where they've gone tenth. Um, the two wins, two draws, one loss in the last five to our two wins, one loss, two uh, one draw, two losses. Um, it's been it's been a very sort of topsy topsy turvy weird season for them, um, but. We've got to remember that they came down from the championship last summer and they do have some very, very good players. Charlie White's their top goal scorer with seven at the moment. Uh, Humphreys has also got seven. Um, Philo uh, Asgard is very fucking good. Mm. Um, Tom Pierce, another one, he's, he's, he's very good. Jordan Jones, Charlie Hughes, um, a, lot of, a lot of dangerous players and a lot of very very solid defenders so it's going to be a no matter no matter sort of the up and down season that they've had at the moment it's going to be a it's going to be a tough one to um to go there and come away with three points um 
It's also worth pointing out that if they hadn't had their points deduction of eight points, I think that's right, isn't it? Eight points. Um, they would currently be in ninth, just above Orient. Yeah. So it's uh yeah it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a tough game Saturday. It will. I th- I, th- only, I only find the points deduction as four, so they're not quite as lofty as that unless they got a second one, which I yeah. might. Have oh no, you're right. Eight. <laughs> yeah, Reading's four points at the moment. There we go. My article's out of date. Yeah, so you're right. It's uh, they'd be on the fringes of the uh, playoff challenge if uh, they hadn't had that deduction, and that's probably a testament to how well they've handled the restructuring after the um, crisis, and you know the opposite of what we've seen at Reading. Um, yeah, it's still a, a tough, threatening-looking squad. Looking at their recent fixtures, they're full of names you recognise and names you have reason to worry about from higher level pedigrees. So it'll be interesting to see how we handle that, but we should be coming into this game the more rested side. And after a fixture contested Christmas period, that can only be a good thing, like if you've got that little bit more in your tank. Yeah, I mean, we, we, uh, if you believe Barnsley fans, conveniently had three players out with COVID um, this last week. Um <clears throat> Which is why the game was postponed. It's got nothing to do with the frozen pitch, apparently. Well, that's um, weird, that because like it's an independent decision to call the game off, isn't it? So, well, you'd have thought so, but apparently, apparently, Bradford uh, Barnsley fans know better. Maybe they saw um, Keith Bell bringing in massive bags of ice off Asda and shoving it under the pitch covers by the West Stand on uh, Friday night. Yeah, no, we weren't supposed to talk about that. Pat, that didn't happen. Oh, sorry. Yeah, right. Wink, wink. Um, I feel like we're missing stuff because it's gone really quickly. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, it'll be nice to have a commentary to listen to, if nothing else. And hopefully, I won't uh, pass out <laughs> during it like I did during the previous one when we uh, scraped a nice win away from home. Yeah. Uh... Don't know. Don't know what else to talk about, mate. <laughs> I feel. I feel like it's a shame. Shame to put out an episode less than half an hour, but here we are. We've got two new signings to talk about. If nothing else, I was trying to find the home and away that's, table. See what the home form's like. That's that's true. Um, that is true. It, it, I, it feels kind of daft talking about players we haven't seen yet, and you know we haven't even had a chance to do Dino's ten minute rule on them, but we can touch on it at least. So we've got in. For Dane Oliver uh, to bolster the front line, which is an interesting choice because I know it just didn't feel like a glaring weakness. Now, I guess you can never have too many striking options, and he's got a good football league pedigree, previous relationship with Steve, and was kind of not as involved as he wanted to be at Bradford. They seem glad to be rid of him. So yeah. it's probably a positive move for both, for all parties involved. And we can only hope he can recapture the good form he showed under Evans elsewhere. Um, I assumed when the signing was announced that would mean we'd hear Presley going out on loan somewhere. And but then Evans came out in an interview after on and said, "No, we're not. No one's going out." So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Unless he means like no core first team starters going out. You could use that as a get out. But it'll be interesting to see where it goes. 
things change as well, don't they? Um, yeah. What 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 sort of gripes me about this a little bit is that we've got and got a striker from League Two that hasn't been playing. Now I know it's very difficult to oust Andy Cooker Bradford at the moment, but his record isn't that good. In fact, the only time he's had what you what you could argue is a relatively decent record is the last time he played under Steve Evans at Gillingham. So mm. it I I'm I feel very reserved about this one. I don't feel overly confident about it, however. I mean, he's a Sheffield Wednesday Youth Academy lad, so he's always going to have my whole heart support. And, uh, you know, you just hope he fits in the system and he's going to be, I guess, maybe competing with Kane Hemmings for that taller, set-up striker sort of role, uh, which we've been noticeably lacking and hoping that Presley can step up to fill and we just haven't seen that as much as we'd like to, um, which tells you... I guess Steve thinks he's not ready for it at the League One level from what he's seen so far. That's the only spin I can really take from it. And who's to argue, given the experience he's got? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we've got goalkeeper as well, Pat. Mm. Craig McGillifrey from uh, MK Dons on loan for the rest of the season. 24 appearances for the Dons in 2023. And a slightly weird one that they'd let a keeper out on loan and that you'd loan in a keeper from the league below to compete with Tay, back Tay up, depends on what sort of spin you want to put on it. But yeah. yeah. Fellow Scott, um, so that might have played a part, I suppose. How much has he played for uh, for Dons, do we know? Uh, this The page I'm looking at says 24 appearances. This Since season. he signed there from Burton. Probably mm-hmm. their uh, right up isn't exactly. Oh, no, yeah, 24 this 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 footballing year. Oh, 24 League 2 Cup, in fact, so 26 overall. Okay. How many has he conceded? Good question. <laughs> now I need to get the League 2 table up. And that won't tell me because I won't know how many of those appearances they conceded in. Um, he page. has. Uh, I mean, this feels a bit like wins isn't a quarterback stat. A goal conceded isn't a goalkeeping stat. It's less so than. Yeah. Um, if that page is right, 24 league appearances. Oh, maybe their appearance includes being on the bench. That would suck. Well, he's played two two thousand one hundred and sixty minutes. Oh, oh, fair. Why are you loaning out a guy who's played that much for you then? That doesn't make any sense. Who knows? Football's weird. I can't. I can't find the, the website I'm looking at. It says appearances, goals, and assists. I'm like, no, that's that's. No, why would you do that? Hang on, I can. <laughs> I can, I can and... <clears throat> hang on, I can. I've got. I found a list of his latest matches. Oh, uh, so his first appearance was on the thirtieth of September. My dad's birthday. 
uh no it wasn't I'm I'm talking shit. Um fifth of August. Uh so sort of conceded three, let's see, three, five. I'm gonna go through and count them. Excellent. Three, five. Welcome to Nate's list of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Nine, ten, thirteen, uh, fourteen, sixteen, seventeen. 18. See, if I was a dick right now, I'd be inserting random numbers to put him off, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's an odd situation loaning out a guy oh, who's con- started the majority of the games. He's conceded a lot. Three, three against Doncaster. Four, uh, no, two against Salford was shit at the moment. Three against Crew. Three against Wrexham. He's only had uh, one, two. Three, four, five, six, six clean sheets. Mm. It's remarkable that MK Don's a seventh then. Hmm, yeah. Winning a lot of close games. Mm. Um, yeah, being a yeah. few high scorers, I can remember that. Well, hope, hopefully, he, um, hopefully he does provide a bit of a challenge to Tay and Ray helps raise Tay's game just a little bit. Not that... Not that Tay's game really needs all that much raising. We needed a second senior keeper in. So, good. We've got one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've, got the, I've got the home and away tables here. Pat. Hey, we're both fifth. I found it eventually. <laughs> home. Home with 13th. Yeah, all right. We're going to fifth at home. We're fifth away. So... Yeah. That didn't help me in any way to think about how difficult or easy a challenge this would be. No, um, they've lost. They've lost. They've lost four at home, conceding uh, eleven goals in the process. We've won eight away from home, uh, scoring twenty-one in the process. So we've we've been a lot better away from home than we have at home. Weirdly, mm. I wonder how much that's to do with having a half of our home games postponed because of shoddy facilities. Well, I don't know. Can't score points if you're not playing. That's true. Uh, I think that'd do, mate. I can't be <laughs> Nothing else That's to talk about, is there? Fair enough. Safe journeys to Wigan if you're heading there. And uh, I look forward to lying in this room listening to the commentary and trying not to fall asleep. <laughs> I look forward to trying to listen to the commentary and have my very, very, very pregnant wife telling me to do other jobs instead. <laughs> oh, best wishes, Stace. Anyway, uh, I'll just echo what Pat said. Good luck, safe journeys, if you're on the way. If you're on the way, you won't have left yet. <sighs> Not on a Tuesday night, you would have hoped. Up the borough and go well. Woo! There goes the final whistle. And Stephen Hitchin, seal promotion. And in style here at the Lamex Stadium. And on run the fans. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.